and welcome to the Real Cooking Experience podcast. I'm Dominique. And I'm Paige. Join us for a dinner and a show as we chat up nostalgic movies and cooking. Each episode includes our prestigious bachelor rating and cinema-inspired recipes. So imagine, it's 2006. (laughs) Where am I at 2006? Where were you at 2006? Well, I graduated in 04. Oh, Lord. So I was wild. I was out there. What was I doing? I think I had just graduated culinary school, which is another story entirely. (laughs) Oh, six? Yeah. Okay. Girl, at 06, I was like in eighth grade. (laughs) Girl straight up. I was wearing jelly bracelets and gauchos. (laughs) Still doing that, actually. (laughs) Just make sure to wash your jellies. Yeah. Sanitize. They get real stinky. So today for our episode, we're going to talk about a movie that has brought many people together um, and us in particular, uh, Nacho Libre. It's probably one one of the movies that I quote most in my life and connect with other people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Growing up as a Mexican child, <laughs> how else do you connect? I was like, they understand me. <laughs> they know. They know. Um, so it's definitely one of my favorite movies. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Paige was uh, just a baby. <laughs> uh, look, here's the thing. I was a full-grown 14-year-old. <laughs> How dare you? I was an old 14-year-old. <laughs> going on 54. <laughs> I was going on 54. <laughs> I was middle-aged. I was already post-menopause. <laughs> uh, so today for our episode, we're, we want to give a little bit of a synopsis for this movie. Yeah, for sure. Nacho, who is the main character played by Jack Black, is an orphan, orphan child, <laughs> yeah. who, who was brought uh, to the monastery. You don't get too much of his, um, like, pre-story, but he's probably around, I don't know, maybe 6th, 7th grade, right? What yeah, friends? he's a little baby. He just shows up, like, I don't think he shows up on their doorstep. Isn't, like, the whole thing that his dad was... They were trying to convert each other. His parents were trying to convert each other. Yes. So he kind of was just doing, following in his parents' footsteps and, like, was at the little monk ship. The monk ship? What's the word? <laughs> Priest? <laughs> Is it priesthood? I don't What do you call Oh, monastery. You said that. <laughs> monk ship! I think he just made up a word or tried <laughs> real hard. He's in the middle of his monk ship. Uh, uh, well, right. it's, a, it's a thing now. Okay. We just created a thing, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> and then it kind of cuts to him. He seems like a really creative, um, big imagination type kid. I can totally relate. Um, also on the chubby factor. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you two local chubsters on the mic. So he ends up growing up and he is pretty much like part of the monastery, but he has his kitchen duties. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of the janitor and the cook and the dude that fixes things. Right. He's the uh, maintenance man. He's the monastery maintenance man. He's kind of like the underdog in this scenario. Oh, for sure. Till the very end. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he has a lot of heart and you can kind of tell. I mean, it's Jack Black, I feel, at one of his best roles. We get a super babe, Encarnacion. 
Yeah. I think it's basically a struggle between him and wanting to be true to his faith, but also true to his heart because he's trying to wrestle. So that's the whole main thing. That's kind of like the outline is he's a monk that wants to wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... uh, And then meets this super babe. Yeah, super babe Encarnacion. She's a nun. Yes, sister Encarnacion who comes from the mountain sister... Sisterhood of the Traveling Mountain uh, (laughs) Monastery. And so this, I think, is one of her... One of her first debuts. Was she in Spanglish? I'm thinking of someone else. I think she might have been... Was she Flor? Was she... Spanglish? I feel like she might have been. I feel like she might have been, too, right? Her face? She kind of looks like Penelope Cruz's uh, little sister. Yes, she definitely looks like a prima of... (laughs) She's a little mousy. She's a little, you know... I mean that as a compliment. She's, like, very soft and small. I saw her... I feel like I saw her in an indie, like, kind of little risque clip. Um, And then... Yeah. And then she she did, like, a bunch of smaller roles. And then apparently she was in Narcos. Oh, well, that would make sense. Who weren't they getting off? <laughs> They're like, you're Mexican, you're in Narcos. You're in Narcos. This is it. This is our Frasier. Get in here. So we have Nacho, our, our main guy, our kind of underdog hero. And then we have Encarnacion, who is the love interest in this. And he pretty much gets into all these shenanigans, monkey shenanigans. Um, and we have... Uh, the oh, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> monkey. <laughs> like you're bananas. Like, <laughs> Bananas, monkish, maybe? Monkish. Um, Monkship duty. <laughs> There's kind of the the side characters, which are the orphan kids at the monastery that are really endearing. Kind of are Nacho's cheerleader. One in particular, Chanchito. Oh, Chanchito, because he's also a little chubsies. <laughs> I know. Uh, cutest kid ever. Kind of, in a way, his life coach. <laughs> yeah. Spirit guide in many ways. I would say that for sure. I think he like takes a little Chancho under his, his wing. Chancho's like, you can't do any wrong, <laughs> even though I know you're wrestling. He's the only one that um, <laughs> notices that he is wrestling on the slick. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. That scene is great when he walks in and Jack Black is he has made himself a wrestling uniform out of like extra stuff around and it's the, the I'm sure you've all seen it if you look up this movie it's the it's the cover bright bright blue spandex for for days yeah for days and tight tight red uh banks speedo speedo that's what they call it spanks reference spanks very Um, traditional it's very uh lucha libre yes and lucha libre uh culture is very popular um and so we actually are doing our podcast from san diego and we are from here literally like 10 minutes from the border and if you go just across to Tijuana, there's a Lucha Libre ring that you can go and still watch people beat the shit out of each other. But it's it's very much a culture, and it's really rad that this film kind of highlights some of that, and they filmed, I know they filmed a lot of it in Oaxaca. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which actually, um, he gets into some situations because um, he's kind of living a double life at this point, uh, and he ends up going up against probably one of the best luchador 
men. Yeah. Who was inspired by a real guy. Ah. I have a fact. I have a fact. Insert cool facts here. Insert cool facts here. Hold on. Let me let this load. (laughs) Um, He was was actually played by a real luchador who was named Cesar Gonzalez. Yes. And he was also known as the Silver King. Ooh. And he basically was giving him his own jish. He was going... He was inspired by himself. (laughs) There's another movie that they did in the 90s that also kind of had this vibe to it where it was this uh, main luchador who really wanted to succeed and he has to overcome all these boundaries. But I don't believe he was a a priest, I believe. He was a priest in that? Not a... a, a, See, this fact I did not know. What is a monk and what is a priest? As someone who... (laughs) Doesn't know as much about the hierarchy of... Let's call us a fallen Catholic, (laughs) if you will. As someone who does not um, get down with a deity, (laughs) what exactly is the parameters of being a monk as to being a priest? I know both you cannot fuck. Okay, yeah, and and here's the thing. Um, I am the terrible reference, but... um, Or or is it? Can you bone when you're a monk? No, you have... Well, that's the whole dilemma in the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Are we calling him a monk and he's actually a priest? He, I think a priest would technically be someone that is higher than, like, his status. Forgive us. We're we're (laughs) going to brush up on the... (laughs) Why did I Google monk in the fucking show? (laughs) With fucking... What's his face? Tony (laughs) Shalhoub. me from the side is like huh. what was the thing with that show now he was a germaphobe was that his whole thing yeah he was a hydro contract uh-huh but but also uh lost his wife <laughs> is he is he a policeman um he ends up kind of like moonlighting like detective work because he's so um he has such a <laughs> attention to detail that they can actually use him in like investigations i think i could be wrong this is your chance listeners to please interject <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone help. A lifeline. Grasping his straws. If Grasping. someone is taking notes, by all means, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, yeah? What is the difference between a priest and a monk? A priest is a man who has been called by God to minister to him at the... Al- I'm assuming... Yeah, okay. They're putting capitals. That's why I'm emphasizing. Oh, okay. You know how, like, yes. in, in religious script, it's like, him! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very emphasized. So you uh, must. <laughs> okay, so a monk may, in many instances, also be a priest. You can be both. Mm. Monks who are ordained priests were formerly known as choir monks, while monks who are not ordained were known as as lay brothers. Now we're, now we're getting... Yay. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, don't say that. Don't put that on... Don't note me on that. This Not is, gonna open that door. This is gonna get political. <laughs> and, and these are the type of tangents you can look forward to. Yes, oh, absolutely. Uh, minimal facts. <laughs> <laughs> All sass. 
All sass. <laughs> and, Confidence. <laughs> I know. So uh, to to kind of <laughs> to kind of work from there. Um, so he ends up in this these really kind of gnarly situations because things just continue to elevate. And kind of the thing is like, does he get the girl? Does he become like a local, you know, known legend? Off- legend? Uh, does he get caught? Um, what's up with the orphans? <laughs> he lost the orphans. You're talking he about lost the orphans. Well, we're also forgetting here, there's another character who comes in, uh, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> he, he meets this man on the streets. He's a ruffigan. <laughs> He's basically trying to fight this dude over Orphan. chips for the orphans. Yeah. Because he's just living on the streets and he believes in science. He was the OG. He was he was just right above dumpster diver. <laughs> Dump, what do they call it? Crust punk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was a man who believed in science. Yeah, he kind of became a bit of a his main cheerleader in this whole like adventure that he's taking on the download. He um, has the best character development. Can we just say that? Like that's how I feel cuz he goes from just like not giving a shit about nobody and then like Jack Black <laughs> slowly helps him care about people and orphans. So. Yes. <laughs> So, so yeah, so then I guess if we want to kind of, like, he ends up at, like, the, basically he ends up, like, fighting all these dudes. The Grand Jamboree. Yeah. And he, and he meets, <laughs> he meets this guy that basically tells him, like, if you want to be the best uh, luchador, you gotta go on top of a mountain and drink from the eagle's egg. Just a straight... Straight witch doctor kind Ooh. of situation. <laughs> and you know what? I know a fact about this. So if you see the movie, um, it looks pretty realistic. And you're kind of wondering, like, what's going on in the scene here? Because he literally climbs this uh, this little ridge, cracks open this huge, like, ostrich egg-looking thing. And he's, like, pouring it into his mouth. And uh, it, it looks pretty real. But I found it was found out it was flan. It was flan? Yes. Oh my god. I thought he just took one for the Here's the thing. Here's one thing you can expect from Jack Black is commitment to a piece. Tenacious D. Tenacious D's nuts. Like the whole, the whole the whole package, if you will. He commits and he is not afraid to make himself look like a straight fool. No, he's not. He is um yeah, no, he is one. I recently saw him in Jumanji and we saw that like a few like weeks ago and he's just that guy he's just gonna commit to his character so i love him for that reason um so he drinks from this flan eagle egg thing and so he pretty much is like a placebo for him to get confidence and he has his like his own move (laughs) and steven Oh, Steven. He he helps him. He's kind of like his little, like, coach slash, like, taps him in uh, when he's getting to his partner. <laughs> taps yeah. him in. He, that's all he does. He does not fight. <laughs> yeah. He pretty he much runs around the ring. Um, he tries. He think he gets a couple punches in. But they make money. Yeah, they make money because the thing is, even if you lose, we all get a piece of... Like, Piece of the cut. <laughs> we'll get a cut of the cake and a piece of the pie of the 
of the corn, of the chips. <laughs> of the chips, the door chips. <laughs> they get a little slice of it. Yeah. So they keep doing it because they keep getting paid. And then, I mean, the whole thing in the beginning of the movie is that these poor orphans are eating, like, not just, like, Trash. beans. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Real nasty beans. <laughs> They're like dumpster beans. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he just, uh, so he ends up using his winning money to like uh, just add a little culinary extras like salads and stuff like that. So it's a big deal to the orphans. And in the end, like Encarnacion is kind of like popping in and out of, it seems like she likes him. Definitely. There's a little something going on there. She likes him, but she likes God more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth of it. She's at the end. I'm afraid to tell you kids. She does not give up the nunship. (laughs) She's keeping that, that, uh, that skirt tight. Yeah. Her and the Lord. (laughs) Her and the Lord. And that rosary is tied around her ankles. Basically. Those babies are not coming apart. Yeah. But you know, Nacho ends up being the local hero and yeah, for sure. He has a a little moment where he gets a little vanity and yeah he has to get checked basically Encarnacion has to check him and uh in the end they ended up kind of just um cheering him on he he definitely went through a little bit of like ended up alone because he he kind of let his ego get in the way of all that um but he's our champ he's our hero and it's just kind of like a quirky movie that we loved um but if you have any favorite parts I'd love to hear some of your favorite quotes uh some of your favorite scenes or maybe, maybe, maybe not your favorite scene. I don't know. Oh my God. Someone's like, I fucking hate this movie, man. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that's kind of what you're going to get. So you are definitely going to get a little piece of the taste a little bit. <laughs> um, what is your personal favorite part of this movie? What was your favorite part? I know that's hard because Ugh, the whole so thing. Many. I think that's why we're struggling to like really be like because if you go scene by scene, like if we went scene by scene and told you this movie, it would just be fucking jokes and japes the whole time. It's we we made this movie sound a lot more serious. I feel like than it really is. It's a fucking it's a Jack Black. It's movie. a Jack Black movie. It's just jokes and japes the whole time. Yeah, and it's actually a movie uh, released by Nickelodeon, so it's super family friendly. Um, another little quirky thing I remember reading is that they, in the end uh, cut of the movie, they had to get rid of some of the fart sounds. Oh my god. There was like one that I can remember. There was too many fart sounds. <laughs> they were like, take it down from 15 to 2. Yeah. There was a lot of fart jokes and they had to tone it down. I believe I recall if you got this movie on VHS, you remember when Nickelodeon was doing that thing where they made all their tapes like orange? Yes. And everything with the Rugrats movie was yes. like on an orange VHS. Uh, if you don't know what a VHS is, just turn this off. Um, you are too young to be listening to us. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We or, or just it's okay. Just it's, Google it's okay. it. Don't tell your mom. Um, there's a lot of fuckery going on here. And I do not want to be responsible for uh, any white woman in America. Heard. Okay. Their child. But I believe... I don't know if this is a fever dream. I have no idea if this is a fever dream. But I believe the Nacho Libre VHS was, like, light blue. Oh, kind of like his uh, spandex. Like his tights. But I could be lying. All right, well, let us know. Like I said, not real. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really a slow 
Google searcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's truly at our fingertips. Yeah, I would really have to edit the silence <laughs> between me. I will straight bold fi- face believe a lie <laughs> that I have made up in my head. <laughs> Pathological. No, um, <laughs> confidence, confidence. Um, it's just confidence. I'm gonna say it with confidence. It may not be true, but I do feel like I remember that. I also had a pen that would play sound clips. Of the movie? Of this movie, yeah, literally. It would pay, like, quotes from him. And there was this one, because... So jealous. <laughs> don't be jealous yet, because, like I said, I, I was in high school when this movie came yes. out. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> um, I had this pen, and I was taking a math test. <laughs> okay. And I yikes. accidentally hit the top of it. as like, I was nervous, and, like, when I'm nervous, I click. I'm a clicker. Oh, so I clicked it, and I was like, oh, no, shit. And I thought it was going to just say, there was, like, seven quotes this pen would say. But, of course, it chooses to say, nacho. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> you imagine? You're just like, I can't. I was there. God, I wish I was sitting next to you. I wanted to die. And I just remember everyone just kind of like... <laughs> the side eye that was happening. Oh my God, my teacher was pissed. It was like geometry. <laughs> they, She was not happy to... I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I mean, if that is the worst that you have to expect from your kids, <laughs> a freaking pen going off in the middle of a I was head. a good kid, okay? That's yeah. the worst you could you could picture from me. You're fine, you're fine, you know? I think you can, you know, maybe a whoopee cushion here and there. <laughs> a whoopee cushion? Is it the 20s, darling? Hey, so you put a whoopee cushion on my, on my seat. Um, but in, in any case, <laughs> you know, I grew up and, like, we would have um, these, like, paleteros slash, like, ice cream trucks, mm-hmm. and they sold whoopee cushions. <laughs> They knew. They knew. <laughs> they knew you wanted to giggle in a cone. I have, yeah, I have so many, um, like, primos, like, boy cousins, right? And that's, <laughs> I mean, fart jokes all day. Literally. I don't get it. Boys? <laughs> Let me tell you about boys. They have a sense of humor, even when they're older. Like, my... Not too far away from one. <laughs> yeah. My fiance, Nathan, will still laugh at a fart. <laughs> as I will, too, though. <laughs> No, but like it would be like a really, really silly like fart joke, like dad joke, dad joke. That's what it is. We call them the dad jokes, and he will just straight giggle at himself. Like he just, like he's a comedian of the century. I hung out with so like between uncles and boy, like we had a lot of boys on my mom's side. So um, the girly stuff was a dime a dozen because like. Or just, I should say, opposite. But, like, my mom grew up with four brothers. So it was just, like, dude fest. Whole life. (laughs) That must be terrible. (laughs) Dude fest. And, um, yeah, no, I I mean, I got their humor. And then, kind of with my background working in a kitchen, a lot of guys. A lot of guys in the kitchen industry. It's a great little interject to kind of move it on to the um, to the recipe. The recipe, yes. 
the rest of it. Oh, I was going to ask you what your favorite part was. What was your favorite oh, yeah. Part? We, okay. we, we, we sidetracked. We skipped. We did. We did. What's your personal favorite part of this movie and why? Um, There are many, but I will have to say one of them that sticks out is definitely when Encarnacion is reading the letter. <laughs> and Nacho <laughs> left for her. Nacho leaves her. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ending of it the, the this is like he ran away basically from the monastery he's a grown ass person um but it's kind of like a, a love letter and just so you know um yeah this is this is definitely <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking right now at rotten tomatoes 39%. Oh my god! Who is I am going to call up this critic and and give them some harsh talking to. I mean you de- I guess you definitely have to have a certain type of humor. Yeah, um, and I, I don't think you can be uh white. <laughs> I mean you've got to you've got to understand. I think that's why I love this movie so much is because growing up in a um, you know, Latino household it reminds me a lot of like the stuff I'd see and like totally. my grandma and everything like that. Like it it's a it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Especially growing up in Soul Cal. Oh god, so cow. <laughs> said it like that. <laughs> Southern California. We're not I gonna s- edit that out. I That's said, no, I said it and I did not like it. I was like, ooh. It was it felt like a, a marble rolling around in your mouth. Like so cow. Yeah, you just crunch your molar, girl. <laughs> That's like those like dudes down in East County, like so cow, bro. <laughs> um uh, growing up here you see a lot of that. Yeah, there, no, it's definitely, and I mean, that we can have a whole, like, freaking series on just, uh, I don't know, so, you know, I had an old roommate that was like, oh, I think this is, like, not really appropriate. She she thought it was almost, like, making fun of, but, uh, you know, for me, I, I mm. at the time, I was, I thought it was really lighthearted, and I thought it was really funny, so, you know, it doesn't hit people the same way, um, and you guys, if you do know the movie, uh, <laughs> so Jack Black. Uh, his character Nacho like leaves this like kind of uh, like I'm off to become a wrestler and um, pretty much was like in another life Encarnacion maybe we can have some niños some kids and get married or something but uh, (laughs) I guess the best part there is that he kind of like signs up hug hug kiss kiss hug hug be kiss little hug kiss kiss (laughs) (laughs) little kiss it's like X's and O's (laughs) And to me, I just thought that was so ingenious. And I, yes. I think the, the romantic, uh, you know, storyline was just, like, highlighted in that moment. And just, you know, Jack Black coming through in a letter, basically. I mean, I still end text messages with that to, like, my mom. <laughs> like, to this day, she'll send me that. And sometimes she'll be like, okay, I'll see you next Tuesday. Big hug, little kiss, big kiss. <laughs> We'll still do that to this day because I just thought it was so hilarious. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. That was that's by far one of the superior scenes. Definitely. I mean, I, I uh, there's so much more, but that's the one that just kind of came up in my mind. So, uh, what about you? Let me tell you one first. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I 
think was it's underrated just because like once I learned the facts of what happened in this scene in the actual filming it made me appreciate it a lot more so it's the part where basically um Nacho and Steven are sneaking into this really big wig party. Oh, yes. And they're <laughs> trying to like rub elbows with the professional wrestles. Wrestles? <laughs> wrestles? <laughs> they're trying to uh, rub el- elbows with the wrestlers to go pro. They basically want to go pro, so they want to talk to Ramses. They want to talk to his manager. Mm-hmm. And so they're mm-hmm. sneaking into his manager's like big party, which they have to climb over a wall to get into, which is a whole thing. Because at one point, he was like, you're too fat. I can't lift you. He's like, bye. Yeah, so Nacho has to masquerade as one of the members of the band. But the problem with that is the band's got to play. So he's over here faking it with this huge, like, stand-up, yeah. like, bass. <laughs> Very, like, school of rock cello. Like, he's in the back, and he's just lip-syncing, and and the guys turn to him, and I was like, all right, it's your turn. It's like, okay, you go. Or <laughs> I remember for beta, but he, like, looks, he's like, no, you go, you play. Yeah. And Jack Black's like, yes, it's my turn to sing at the party. And he does a whole, whole song, which is hilarious, and it turns out, when they film that, he did that right then. Oh. It wasn't scripted. It was completely improvised. And, and he, that really was his face. That really was his face. He completely improvised it. And knowing that that was just off the cuff was so amazing. It made it funnier to me. Totally. Because no. he's just a funny fucking person. And I think they did quite a bit of like ad lib and just kind of let Jack do like let Jack be Jack and definitely now kind of knowing that little scene and like thinking about it I'm like yeah (laughs) and when you see Jack Black now he's like a dad and he's got these kids and I uh I read up that his kids think he's just like this fucking he's like they're like embarrassed of him they're like this is our dad you know like you don't I'm like you don't realize that your father is one of the most Uh, funny men (laughs) that has ever been in cinema and uh he's yeah, no, he, I feel like a lot of, um, celebrity, like, kids are just like, they don't get it. Those are my parents, and that's it, and we're just, like, kind of like, what? <laughs> He's so funny, I'd kill. <laughs> kill to be his kid. I, I can't even imagine, like, just having breakfast with Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> no. He made a whole fucking thing. You know, he, I feel like Jack Black is one of those people that can turn it off, though. You oh, know? I know. I don't. I can't. I can't think of the top of my mind when I'm see like has seen him off. Like I feel like he can be chill and still do those little dry jokes, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to be like all the time. Yeah, he actually came out in a um, episode of Star Talk, which is um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's. Um, so he does a podcast. That's what it's called, Star Talk. But sometimes they like film. Uh, like a show kind of related to that podcast and I was like Jack Black talking about the universe all right (laughs) he's got fucking opinions So the cinnamon inspired recipe is 
Chicken nachos libre. <laughs> I'm adding in chicken. You can do in protein. You can do soy. You can do satan if you feel so inclined. Yes. You could use soy cheese or whatever you you prefer fancy. We don't judge. We don't judge you by your no. by your culinary preference or your diet or your restricted needs <laughs> here. Um, but we'll actually post the recipe. We're, we're trying to keep them simple, and maybe, you know, we'll get a little bit more flary as the episodes uh, continue. Uh, but we thought, I mean, it's all in the title, right? Yeah, it's all right there. It's nachos with chicken, and uh, uh, you got to wrestle them to get them down. So good luck with that. Uh, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's a spicy. Uh, and, cur- and currently, um, we're in quarantine, so... <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Hopefully, your stomach takes it well. <laughs> I, I hope you have more than one bath uh, bathroom and enough toilet paper <laughs> for these nachos. <laughs> Run right through you. Um, I think we. What did we end up going with? Paige kind of took the the helm here, and we were thinking. Got very ch- loader of the ring. <laughs> Helms deep. <laughs> <laughs> But I, uh, I think we're kind of going on a chipotle, right? Yeah, a little chipotle cheese sauce. It's uh, they're gonna be tray nachos. We're not here to uh, <laughs> give you recipes for things that are you're gonna need a mandolin and a sieve and <laughs> and a emulsion blender for. I, I want to provide recipes to you guys that you could do it at home easily, totally, um, without any extra work. Um, other than staple tools in your kitchen. So get a sheet pan, <laughs> spread out some chips, any chips that you'd like. You don't even need to make your own chips. We're not going to get crazy here. Get some chicas from the, yeah, <laughs> the supermarket yeah, and shake your, those babies get out. Get your favorite, uh, the Lord's Chips. <laughs> yeah, and then you're, you're going to make the chipotle cheese sauce, which is you're going to make a basic roux. You're going to do a little flour, a little butter. You're going to brown it up, add the milk. Get that a little warm. Add the cheese. That's the sauce, kids. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're done. It'll be a little more specific and graphic in the recipe, but... A little vague here, but there will be more details in the actual... (laughs) You're not a little spice. You're not a little chipotle powder. Maybe Mm -hmm. an actual chipotle pepper. Yeah. If you're feeling a little fresh, you want to taste it. Depends on your spice meter, yeah. Your spice meter. If you want a little bit more, you want a little kick. A little jalapeno. A little kick, kick, kick. And you're just going to pour those over. And you're going to put a little sprinkle of cheddar on top. Mm-hmm. And toast it up. A lot of cheese on mine, please. A lot of cheese. You want to <laughs> stick them together. As Jack Black would say, if they stick together, that's all one nacho. <laughs> <laughs> That is from the movie uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah, I'm not gonna share my nachos with Paige. <laughs> <laughs> and you should not. <laughs> These are at an option shareable, but I feel trade nachos are great for maybe uh, anywhere for two really hungry people and possibly three to four. R- really, your your jam there. Kids. Or just you on a very 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 sad day. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all had a full tray nacho day. <laughs> but you got that going. It's bubbling up and hot. And then you can add the chicken, however you'd like the chicken. You can shred it. You can leave it in full pieces. Up to you. I don't know how much chunk 
oh chicken you lost <laughs> yeah some something I like to do is just like quickly sear it on the stove um, chicken like you can just get chicken breast which I feel is the most easiest uh, of the chickens <laughs> and uh, you just get a little sear on them so you get your pan nice and hot you add a little bit of oil um, maybe like a teaspoon or two depending how big your pan is um, get it hot and you'll kind of start to see, if you pay attention, a little bit of like this um, squiggly lines coming from it. And that's when you know you're gonna like sear the chicken and it'll literally sear within 30 seconds. And you kind of do it like on both sides. And then I just turn it down and you, six to eight ounce piece of uh, chicken, you'll cook for roughly six to seven. Um, if it's a little bit bigger, eight minutes on each side. And then you're done. You let it rest for maybe five minutes cut it up on your board um, and go wild. If you do want it shredded, sometimes I like little chunky pieces personally. Get the two forks and <laughs> really, really yeah. have your fantasy. Yeah, have your fantasy. Um, you know, I like olives, but we're not going to put olives on these nachos. Look, <laughs> if you come into my house and try to put olives on my nachos, <laughs> I will kindly ask you to leave. No. I am not an olive person. I am not a black olive person especially. I just never have been. It's really weird. They literally taste like aluminum, but I like them. But I just don't want them on my nachos. <laughs> they just taste like salt and regrets for me. Like brine salt. Yeah. They're not my fantasy, per se. Yeah. So I don't really want them in there. Like, sometimes, like, something like that will give you, like, a different, like, capers, you know? Gives you a different palate hit when you're doing something. But that's not the palate hit I want. <laughs> um, and then I would say just um, for a little garnish, you can probably put... But um, just some green onions, um, if you want like a little bite. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, like guacamole. Yeah, guacamole. You want something that's gonna cut through all that fat you just created. Totally. So a lighter fat that's like a crema or a, a guacamole, that kind of thing. Um, maybe just some fresh avocado slices. Yeah. If you're not trying to get fancy. Yeah. No, I, I like that. And then I just put like a little squeeze of lime, a little salt, and you're done, kids. That's dinner. That's, dinner is ready. That's dinner. <laughs> and, and lunch if you're on your own. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, a midday snack. I don't know. Put that in a tuppy and, and call it a day. So I think we hit what we pretty much wanted. This was an ad lib show. This will be, uh, yeah. So we'd like to hear your feedback. What do you think of the structure? Uh, this is kind of like our pilot uh, slash, um, you know, first episode. But we uh, want to say thank you to our listeners for taking the time. And if you made it to the end, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you did not suffer. Yeah. Um, um, if you did, don't listen to another one. I'm not going to lie. So we have what, four or five spatulas. Oh, yeah. Spatulas <laughs> here. Um, let's do five. Let's do, yeah. I think five is good because then you can fall on a three yeah. if you are so <laughs> super Switzerland about a movie <laughs> without feeling the pressure of rounding up. Yeah. Um, I, some, my, I might give a 4.72. Who's to say? <laughs> There's no rules here. There's we can no do whatever rules. we want because this is our show. <laughs> You're don't you're not in control of us. <laughs> but, but but what are you gonna do with a point seven three amount of an spatula? Take it to the bank. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do. Um, 
I mean, I think I'm emotionally attached to this movie, so this is it's just one of those movies. Um, no, it's not going to win an Oscar, but gosh darn, it's going to get... <laughs> 4.5 uh, spatulas for me. That should sure, should sure damn get more than 39 <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was hard for rotten that was, tomatoes. That was rough. So 4.5? 4.5, yeah. 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. That is a good rating. It is. That's like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, this is, uh, I, you know, never went to film school, so I don't have any <laughs> credentials or prerequisites, but this is we, final. We never went to film school, and we don't give a fuck if you did. Don't leave that in the comics. I'm talking to you, Brad. Don't leave that shit in the comments. Karen? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Not, keep it to yourself. You're listening to the wrong thing. We are not professionals. We are not. We're not going to talk about the type of cinematography done in this The movie. filming, the, the pan wave, production, <laughs> editing, mix, cinematography. Cinematography of it all. Words. Um, uh, I was giving you a lot of shit about how many spatulas you gave this, but I literally am probably going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it four. Because I don't want to set the bar too high for myself. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because one of these days I'm going to come out with a five, and you're not even going to see it coming. I know. I'm going to be like, hey, squeeze me? <laughs> I'm going to Simon Cowell it and just cut off one. Oh. So four. Four out of five. I think it's... All right. So we have a four and a 4.5. All right. Well, that's our rating, kids. Stay tuned for the next episode. Actually, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have, uh, we're, we're kind of doing a play on um, kind of like food pun recipes for these movies. So as you notice, we did like a Chipotle nachos libres. What did we have? We, we were thinking, just to throw it out there as some ideas, the silence of the lamb chop. So if you can come up with any kind of uh, inspiration you know, food pun recipe inspired by a movie. Would love to hear them. Yeah, and little suggestion. We might take it and run with it. Yeah, we'd love to hear them. Uh, we might take your suggestion and run with it. We don't got a set and stone list here yet. We just have ideas of a lot of things we'd like to do. Yeah, and uh, full disclosure, we're weenies, and we're not really much for uh, scary movies or horror. Um, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah, don't be sending The Conjuring, because you can't pay me, kids. Uh, Annabelle, no thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we would be open to, you know, having some suggestions nonetheless. And we're thinking of possibly doing um, some invites into the show. So if you are a spooky movie type of person, I don't know, maybe we can collaborate. we wanted to give a little call to action before we head out. Um, we are a super, super new podcast, if you didn't gather all that. Um, but we are on the social medias. So if you are so uh, obliged to follow us and kind of keep up with us, uh, follow us at RCE Podcasts on Instagram, also on Twitter. Um, you are listening maybe, I don't know, through your favorite, uh, you know, podcast app, but we are mostly based on Anchor and we hopefully soon will get it on iTunes, SoundCloud, 
all that jamboree. So like, rate, review, subscribe. You know, <laughs> all the things that the people say. Yeah. I did do them. Do them, please. please. Um, we would love to hear your feedback uh, as we keep saying. So thanks again. And to the next one, we shall sign off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>